0: black is beautiful black is love it can be seen 365 days a year 24 7 and target is here for all of it Black Beyond Measure is Target's year-round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of Black love and success. From the multitude of commitments and investments in the Black community to supporting HBCU students and uplifting Black entrepreneurs. Shop Black owned or founded brands at Target, from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself, enjoy, and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure measure to learn more hi i'm cody elaine oliver i created the popular black love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of black people in media and entertainment in happy loving relationships we were actually being told there was a black marriage crisis so i asked black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work and after more than 200 interviews i've heard it all So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews.
1: We met uh, in 2011. It was right after Black Friday, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. It was that Saturday. And it was my first time coming to L.A. And so uh, I called a friend of mine. I said, hey, man, uh, I think I want to go to L.A. tonight. And uh, you know, let's go out, let's go have some fun, blah, blah, blah. And so we drove up and uh, we went out and everything. And after we went out, we went to get something to eat. And uh, we happened to go to Kitchen 24. And we didn't know anything about this restaurant. And so uh, it was like an hour long wait. Uh, We went into the restaurant and uh, the waiter was about to sit us down. And so I looked across and I see Brittany, and uh, she had this, this swoop, right? <laughs> and, and I'm a sucker for for short hair, and I had like the blonde streaks in it, and she was sitting down, she was facing me, and I was like, man, I got to say something to her. I have to, right? So I didn't say nothing to my friend, and I just walked over to a table, and I sat down, and I sat next to a girlfriend, and I said, uh, I hope I'm not taking anybody's seat. <laughs> and they both looked at me and they said, no, nah, you are taking somebody's seat, you need to get up. <laughs> and so I got up, I say, excuse me. And they said, no, nah, boy, you can sit down. So so I sat back down and I uh, started talking to Brittany. And my friend came over and he said, bye, Brittany. I said, hey, man, we need to switch because I'm trying to talk to her right here, right? <laughs> she was just beautiful. I seen this beautiful face. I didn't see her body or anything. And, and it was just, you know, I was like, wow, she's gorgeous. Let me say oh. hi to her, you know, I need to say something. You're gonna have to tell me no three times. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and so we just, you know, we had a good time that night. She ordered my breakfast for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we it ate. was like
2: three
1: in the morning. Yeah, three in the morning.
2: Yeah.
1: And we just had a really good conversation, you know, talked about where we were from and all that good stuff. And uh, we exchanged numbers at that point, and And uh, we just, we just stayed in contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was 27 at the time. Yeah. She was 25, yeah. so. I was living in San Diego, so I had been there for like three years. Uh, I got stationed in San Diego, coming from uh, Texas, and that was my first duty station in the Navy, and that's when I met her. Yep,
2: yeah. and I was living in L.A. for since 2008, and so by the time I met him, I was already here for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happened after Black Friday. So after that, (laughs) after that weekend, um, so we met and we exchanged numbers. And so Tony was like, you know, can we stay in contact? So he's like, yeah, can we stay, you know, can we stay in contact? So I gave him my number. I was like, yeah, sure. And so he was telling me that he was in the Navy. And so um, we got ready to leave. And my girlfriend was like, she was like, "You need to call him tomorrow," and I'm like, "Why?" And she was just like, "You need. To, I just think. I just think you need to call him." And I was like, "Okay," because it was just. I mean, it was like a really casual meet. Like you just meet somebody, you know. It was like you just. Meet, I just met him. It was like okay. I thought he was very handsome, but I was like, "Why are you like? Oh, you need to call him, you know?" So I was like, "Okay." cool. So anyway, we stayed in contact. He told me he was in the Navy. He told me that he was going to be leaving soon to go on deployment. So I was like, okay, cool. And so I didn't talk to you for about a week. Yeah, it was
3: about a week.
2: We didn't talk for like a week. And then a week later, he called me and he's like, hey, I'm back in LA. Um, I'm at this club down the street in Hollywood. I just want to know if you were available to come. And I was like, oh, in hollywood it was just so i was like right there in hollywood and i was like i'm on my way so i walked down to where he was and uh we saw each other again and it was like like hey it was like we had known each other forever yeah and so um we stayed in contact with each other the
1: next weekend
2: the next weekend this is when we went on our, like,
1: official date. first yeah. date. Yeah. Because
2: I told him, I was like, I'll come to San Diego to see you. Because we were supposed to go out that next morning, but I had to work. So, he was like, well, you know, can we go out? I was like, well, I have to work. So, I was like, but I'll come. Just, with- yeah,
1: the next weekend. Because I was going on deployment the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was going on deployment for, like, seven months. And yeah. so, uh, she came to San Diego the night before I got ready to go on yes. deployment. And uh, that was in December of 2011. And so uh, we left. Excuse me. We went to a Bouquet de Beppo, an Italian restaurant, and uh, this was downtown San Diego. And, and we ate. We walked around. We went to Girardilly's to get brownie and ice cream and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like we had known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she dropped me off, and she left. And then after that, I went on deployment for seven months. I
2: had never really like met anyone from that. Like, that was in the military or whatever. I just, I I really honestly didn't think anything of it. Um, When I dropped him off that night, I do remember feeling like, oh my gosh, like I had such an amazing date with an amazing guy and now he's gone for eight months. Like, how did that even happen? I'm like, so oh my love. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when I dropped him off at the airport, I'm like, man, this is gonna be a long eight months. We knew that we wanted to stay in contact, but we had only known each other for like maybe a, a week or weeks, so, yeah. maybe like two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I met this awesome guy. I mean, can you imagine meeting somebody awesome and amazing, and then they have to leave for eight months? and you're yeah. stuck in a city of nobodies in your life. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh. So that, yeah. um, the fact that he had to go on deployment was kind of like, oh man. But we yeah. stayed in contact. Yeah. He um, sent me flowers, he sent me candy, he sent me um, gifts, he sent me, I sent him gifts. Yeah. Um, we would email each other and he would call me and I would just like, run to the phone and it's so funny because like, I don't know if you, well of course you remember. So he would email me and at the end of the email it would say future Mrs. Tony Ingram. And now typically something like that would like push me all the way away. I would be like, okay, this dude is crazy <laughs> or something. Plus he's in the Navy, like no, but it did it didn't strike me as weird or anything. So I, I thought it was cute. Still didn't think anything of it, you know. I just thought, I was like, okay, that's that's cute or whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's must be his, you know, some game. That's game. But um, <laughs> what was it?
1: It was actually, I never I never told a woman that I wanted to marry him, right? Like, hey, you're going to be my wife one day. I told Brittany that out of, I guess I was probably joking about it, and the first day we met.
3: Yeah. I said, you're
1: going to be my wife. And then she laughed and I laughed, but at the same time, it was a feeling that I never had before. And uh, I don't know. I did it jokingly at first, but then it was like, man, I've never felt this way about a woman before. And I'm on a ship, you know, and I'm like thousands of miles away. I'm across the country somewhere across the water. And uh, every time I would pull into a port, I would call her. And then I would try to get something from that port, like scarves or whatever something custom from the point port and send it to her mm-hmm. but uh the emails was more of a I didn't want to push her away but at the same time I wanted to let her know that I was you know that I liked her that I really liked her and uh and for well, the first time I sent her flowers I talked to my best friend about it who's female <laughs> and I say hey you think I should send her flowers I don't want to be you know I don't want to push her away or anything she said boy send that girl some flowers <laughs> I said, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it. And uh, and after that, it was just, you know, we just stayed in contact, mm-hmm. stayed in contact. And uh, she would send me like goodie bags with, you know, being on a ship is like when you get that 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 mail that uh, that uh, box in the mail. You know, you have tuna in it, cookies. It to- <laughs> uh, you know, uh, peanut butter. She was sending me all kind of goodies, and that was just, you know, that would hold me over mints. for the, everything. What mints, Nuts, anything, you know, stuff that we could eat, you know, and uh, stuff that we couldn't get overseas. So it was cool. You know, we stayed in contact. It was like, a, you know, we built a friendly relationship, although we weren't able to talk to each other every day. Yeah. So it was cool.
2: Well, initially, I didn't think I seriously didn't think anything of it. I knew he was a nice guy. I knew I had a great time on our first date. I knew I wanted to keep in contact with him, but I didn't think anything like this could possibly be my boyfriend. You know, I just thought like I think the fact that he was so far away, it kept me like super detached from even wanting him to be my boyfriend because I didn't want a long distance relationship or even th- to even think about, you know, even starting one. It was just like it was easier to email and catch a phone call every now and then, you know, his flowers were such a, a some nice surprise at work. He would send them like chocolate covered strawberries. that oh my gosh, they they got molded three, he sent them three times. Because the UPS guy kept dropping off the strawberries, and he kept putting them in a mailbox like in an actual like <laughs> mailbox and i was i would think that he would bring them to my counter cuz i was a manager mm-hmm. at um Matt Cosmetics and so i was thinking that they would drop them off at the counter like they did the flowers they brought the flowers but for whatever reason they took the chocolate covered strawberries to an actual mm-hmm. mailbox and by the time i got them they were molded 3 times yeah, that so was terrible <laughs> but anyways I was just really happy that that he was like doing like little nice stuff like that and so it just kind of kept me excited um for his return you know so I I didn't feel anything serious even though in one of his emails he was like I want to tell you that I love you but I don't know if that's possible
1: right
2: and i was feeling the same way i'm like how can i love someone who i don't know mm. and i only like spent like a day and a half with maybe is that much yeah,
3: yeah it was weird. so it
2: was weird yeah, yeah. So what did you say when he said that what did i say i was like i think i kind of laughed it off yeah. yeah, I think I kind of brush it off because I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's cute," <laughs> <laughs> I something like that. I was like, "When well, he told me that, he's like, I, I want to say something, and I knew what he was saying. You know, I want to say <laughs> something, but um, you know, I don't want to say it because it's too soon." I "Oh, yeah. you know, okay." I kind of brush it off or whatever. So
1: okay, so I got back. I actually, Here came back a month early. And uh, (laughs) I got back, and she was actually involved with somebody. And she told me, you know, and I said, okay. Uh, So I came back, and she said she, you know, they wasn't talking anymore. And so. uh, No. No, no, no. Let me back up. Yeah. Yeah, They were involved. And so at this point, we we didn't get to see each other. We seen each other like one time. We seen each other one time. We met up, went to a restaurant, and. That was, it. that was it. We didn't see each other for like five or six months or something like
0: this that.
2: This is after you came back. Yes. Yeah. So after you came back, you were sort of seeing someone. I was fully seeing yeah. someone. Relationship. I was yeah. in a full fledged relationship with someone else. Yeah. And so you did link up once. Yeah, but yes.
1: but they they had like broke up or something. Well, something happened. I think we in were the, all. In a,
2: one of our many breakups. Yeah. So, um, we broke up. Okay, when Tony came back from deployment, I was in an active relationship. And so I kind of had to tell him, because I'm thinking to myself, first of all, he came back a month early. Mm. He ruined my plans. <laughs> 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 he ruined my plans. I was going to break up this guy for he <laughs> <laughs> came back. No. So he came back a month early and I'm like, oh, I'm in a relationship. He hits me up. He's like, hey, I want to see you. And I'm like, yeah, so about that. Yeah. That ain't going to work because yeah. I'm with someone. Yeah. And he, I, did I hurt your feelings
1: babe? Uh, Yeah, my feelings were hurt at first. But, you know, what? I was like, I can't blame her because I'm not here. You know, I yeah. get it. You know, I understand. You know, it's very common being in the military that you know when you leave somebody outside out of mind the feelings kind of leave especially if you're not like invested in one another you know you 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 know we only spend a few days with each other and uh it's like what do you expect you know what i'm saying so it uh i, I couldn't be mad at her i was a little hurt by it but at this point we just like we just maintained a friendship. Yeah, because
2: I asked know. him, I said, hey, you know, can we still be friends, though? You know, I'm in a relationship, but can mm-hmm. we be friends, you know? He's like, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. cool. So, uh, fast forward, maybe a couple weeks, a month or so, uh, or no, a couple months.
1: It was yeah, four or five months later.
2: Oh, what? It was that long?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And at this point, I was dating people and,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, stuff like that, and so... Uh, but yeah, we, we had this friendship where it was, you know, I respected what she was doing. Yeah. It was more of, you know, we called and talked to each other about, Hey, how's it going? Type of thing. Yeah. Give Eric each other sound, advi- sound advice. It wasn't like, we wasn't hitting on each other mm-hmm. because I respected her and she respected me.
3: Yeah.
1: And so, uh, yeah.
2: So then we broke up and I went to go see him and we went on this date, yeah. and it was so amazing. But were you like,
0: hey, we broke up, let's go on a date? Or were you like, hi,
2: what's up? Um, this is what it was. Tony had been wanting me to come to see him, but I couldn't break away because I was in a relationship. So finally, I was like, this is gonna be the time that I'm gonna stick to my commitment of coming to see him in San Diego. I'm really gonna go see him this time, me." I was on a breakup. So I'm like, this is my opportunity to go to San Diego. So I went to San Diego and we went on a date and it was amazing again. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I didn't want to come back to LA, needless to say. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going back that place. I'm not going back. But anyways, so we came back and we remained friends. Um, Me and my ex got back together again. So I had to tell Tony again. Boy,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> you
2: know, Saudi, I had to tell Tony. I was like, "Hey, I'm back in a relationship. You know, um, can we be friends?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> you put me in that friends zone, man.
2: <laughs> he said yes. Why?
1: I don't know something about her. It was something about Brittany that uh, actually she told me at one point she told me she didn't she couldn't be my friend anymore.
2: Oh yeah, I did. At
1: one point, and I was like, okay, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So she, we wasn't, you know, she we didn't talk to each other for like a month, and then uh, she called me. She said, you know, I miss my friend, basically. And so we just started back, you know, talking every, maybe once a week or whenever. It wasn't nothing every day, but I don't know. I just had this patience for, her because I did like her and I cared about her. Um, and I'm like, wow, you know, this relationship seems toxic, you know, and I didn't know anything about it, to be honest. I didn't know anything about this relationship, but I just knew they were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And like, I don't know if that's good. I, I don't think that's good. And so, uh, I don't know, it's just, it was just something about about Brittany. I just, you know, just kept me tied to her. And I think it was because she was, she was honest with me. She was genuine in her friendship because when I was dating she would give me sound advice you know it wasn't like oh you need to leave that girl alone and come get with me it was nothing like that it was nothing like that it was straight you know sound advice you know if you like the girl this is what I would do xyz you know if you want to take her out this is you know this is the game plan basically and I really I really appreciate that appreciated that about her so
2: like I said, I knew that there was something about Tony, something special, so I wanted to be honest with him each and every time that I got out of the relationship, got back, and then so finally, in 2013, that was like my year of like, you know what? I'm taking my life back. I'm, I'm getting out of this relationship once and for all. I'm doing this, this is done. I'm done with this new year, new me kind of thing, right? So, um, that year is the year that I decided I was gonna um, really like show Tony that I liked him as much as he liked me. So I didn't want to tell him that me and my ex broke up because I didn't want to. I didn't want to say we broke up and then we got back together. I didn't want to do that to his heart again. I felt like I had done that four or five times already. So I was like, I'm just not gonna say anything at all. So I'm just gonna show him instead of me just telling him, I'm just gonna show him. So I went to, I started seeing him um, more often. We started going on more dates. So at this time it was like March of 2013 is when we really started like seeing more of each other than we ever had before. Um, And I would go to San Diego, we would just go on casual dates and um, I would have a really good time, and I just loved the way I felt when I was around him. And so, then his parents came out.
1: Yeah. My parents came out in April. My parents and my grandmother.
2: From Fort Worth. From
1: Fort Worth. They came out uh, to San Diego, and I called Brittany. I said, hey, uh, I would like for you to meet my folks. You know, we, we was just, you know, hanging out, you know, nothing serious. I would like for you to meet my folks. And so she came down and we took my, my parents, my uh grandmother to Benny Hanna's. right? Went to eat and they just fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. You know, they was like, oh, that's my daughter-in-law, right? It Especially like my I daddy. You,
2: <laughs>
1: that's my daughter-in-law right there. And so uh and at this point, uh she left, went back, came back to LA. And so my dad and I, we were standing outside the hotel talking. I said, Dad, how do you know? when it's you know when it's the right one he say, son I can't explain it to you he say it's you just know when you know and at this point my, my wheels are turning I was like well I've never thought about going to look for rings ever in my life and at this point I didn't say anything to anybody I just started going around looking for rings right and uh I talked to one of my good friends that I was staying with at the time And uh, he kind of helped me out. Hey, go to this spot, go to this spot. And uh, so I went looking for rings and I got in contact with some of her girlfriends. And so they were helping me pick out the ring. She didn't know anything about it. So, you know, I go to the store and, you know, we FaceTime and I'm taking pictures and I'm sending it to her, her girlfriends. And so at this point it was, I bought the ring, long story short, bought the ring uh i was gonna wait to propose to her after i got off the ship right and uh my tour was up in san diego okay and this was like summer of uh 2013 june and uh i said okay i'm gonna wait a couple weeks and plan this like elaborate proposal right so she came down We went on a picnic i left the (laughs) i left the ring at home on purpose so we went on a picnic, we had a good time, we started talking and everything. We came back home and I told her, I said, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to Japan. I had orders to go to Japan, right? And uh, I picked those orders before, you know, just like beginning of the year. And so, uh, you know, at this point it started getting very emotional, you know, and she started to cry and everything. So I got out, you know, we're sitting in the bed, I got out the bed, I said, okay, I gotta go to the restroom went to the restroom and uh the ring was in the next room and so i came back uh and i stood outside the door i started doing some jumping jacks i said forget this i'm gonna do it right <laughs> and so i walked in the room and it was dark and so i uh i got down on one knee and she didn't see what i was doing and i opened the box up and i said i have two reasons why this relationship will work and i asked her to be my wife and she flipped She flipped. So this was like this was the beginning of July. Mm. And uh we wasn't even boyfriend and girlfriend.
2: This was June. Yeah, it was June. June. End of June. End
1: of June. So we went boyfriend and girlfriend and she looked at me and she's like, we wasn't we're not even in a relationship. How does this work? I said, forget it. You know, we cut out the (laughs) middleman. Cut the middleman out. And uh then a few weeks later we went to the courthouse. And we got married at the courthouse. So we haven't had a wedding yet.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, uh, because everything just like moves so fast. So from March 2013
2: to June of 2013, we were just like, just dating, just seeing each other here and there. Not Mm -hmm. even a lot, just like here and there. And so the fact that he was going to go to Japan... And be gone for another eight months, possibly.
1: No, it was longer than that.
2: 18 months. Yes. Yes. It, it really made me sad. I was like, at this time, I'm like, I've invested a couple months into him. Now I'm like, I'm really like feeling like I love him now. And so it really made me sad because I'm like, he's going to be gone again. Who knows? 18 months? Who knows what's going to happen in 18 months? Mm-hmm. So it really kind of, you know, that's why I started to tear up that yeah. night because I couldn't. I just couldn't think about losing him you know because i just waited that long and you know, waited just
1: the, that long. you <laughs>
2: waited that long just the back and forthness of it all I'm just like man 18 months who knows what's gonna, what's gonna happen mm-hmm. so um when he proposed i'm like tony like i'm not even your girlfriend he was like i don't know if you remember saying this he was like well i don't want you to be my girlfriend i want you to be my wife come
1: on somebody <laughs>
2: i was like okay so this is the part that you left out okay two weeks after our engagement we found out that we were pregnant that's right yeah that big part yeah that that big part we found out that we were pregnant two weeks after we got engaged and so i'm flipping out because i'm like i just Basically said yes to a man that nobody knows. Really, nobody really knew about Tony other than my girlfriends in LA. Like my family in South Carolina, they didn't know who Tony was. So when I, you know, did my whole like Facebook, other am <laughs> Everybody was like, to who? You know <laughs> Girl, to you who? Know they were like, who? We're getting married all of a sudden. So it was kind of just like you know to go from being engaged to this mystery guy to now being pregnant it was kind of like we were really at a place where we were like ooh well, well, we what what we going to do you know and so tony called me up on a his- Tuesday and he's like, hey, you know, San Diego has you have to make an appointment to get married, you know. Of course you guys know that. Um, you have to make an appointment. And he's like, San Diego has this thing now where it's called Walk in Wednesday, <laughs> where they wanted to go ahead, they just opened up Wednesdays because um that was before um gay marriages were, were legal. So they wanted to open up that Wednesday to kind of get everybody married before anything happened, right? Before they didn't legalize it or whatever at that time. Mm. So he was like, we can go tomorrow and get married.
3: Yeah.
2: And I was like, okay, well, I'm on my way. So we went, I left LA. I got off work that day, um, drove down to San Diego and we got married at the courthouse in San Diego on walking Wednesday. Yeah, we July were, 10th. July 10th. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. <laughs> I need a minute.
0: Yeah. crying. <laughs> Black is beautiful, black is love. It can be seen 365 days a year, 24 7, and Target is here for all of it. Black Beyond Measure is Target's year round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of black love and success. From the multitude of commitments and investments in the Black community to supporting HBCU students and uplifting Black entrepreneurs. Shop Black-owned or founded brands at Target from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself, enjoy, and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black-owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more.
2: It was two, two weeks, weeks before, before the engagement. Mm-hmm. It's when I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it I found- Slipped up. Slipped, yep. <laughs> <It> slipped up. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I, I said, well, I can't be pregnant because I'm on birth control, you know? And this can't be like, no, we had, you know, safe-ish sex, Oh so no. <laughs> and so, um, he said, "Well, just go take tests, just so you can drink comfortably. You know, what I mean? you can be, you can, you be have a good time with your girls yeah. and free your mind. Like, just don't think about it. Because our plans was once. Now I'm engaged, so my plan was." I was going to stay in the States for a couple months and plan the wedding. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to go over to Japan to meet him for the latter part of his um, deployment. And then once we came back together, Mm -hmm. we were going to have our big wedding. Mm -hmm. And then we would start our family. That was the plan. That
1: was our plan.
2: But God had other plans. (laughs) And so Harley pretty much sealed the deal. She was like, just in case you thought this wasn't your husband." This is my daddy. <laughs> this is my daddy. So um I found out I was
1: pregnant. And so I was like, okay,
2: here, yeah. here we go. Let's do this. We slipped up. Yeah,
1: we did. Bottom line. We slipped up because we were a celibate and you know, we hadn't done anything with each yeah. other. So this this was just one of them, you know, the flesh got weak. Yeah,
2: it got
1: weak. Got real weak and uh, you know it just you know drunk too much water or something something happened
2: it was a sushi <laughs> restaurant you took it, it was to the
1: sushi restaurant you took it to
2: the sushi restaurant and the sushi was so good and you know people <laughs> say that raw fish is supposed to be like an aphrodisiac Go yeah with it. Is it aphrodisiac
1: that's it aphrodisiac oh yeah
2: <laughs> so it must have been the raw fish because we it messed up yeah in a good way though yeah. in a good way it, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were reading this book together and everything yeah. about like safe, I mean, about like celibacy and when to, your, when to get married mm-hmm. and the whole like reason you're supposed to wait, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I wanted to get to know Tony on that level. I yeah. didn't want to like fall in love with him on a sexual level, you right. know. I wanted to be, I wanted it to be deeper than that because I knew he was special. I was like, this guy is special. He asked me to read the book. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. No guy yeah. has ever came to me and said, hey, let's read this book together. Yeah. That is somebody special. I'm like, okay, let's, yeah. let's read this book together then. Yeah. So yeah. you know what it was? I, I felt it, but I was a little bit resistant because I had just got out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be, I didn't want to rush back into something. And so it was almost like. I wanted to make sure that I felt what I really felt. And it wasn't like a, like a, like a, just this giddy feeling, you know, of me liking someone because they cute or they do nice things for me. Like, I wanted to make sure that what I was feeling was real. I knew it was different and deep, but I just wanted to make sure it was real. I think for me, it was like, it was the proposal because that let me know that he was serious. Mm-hmm. I think that co- that confirmed a, that was enough confirmation for me like oh, I do love you, you know, kind of like that kind of thing because that's all I really needed, yeah. you know not that I was wanting it or not that I was asking him for it but the fact that he did that it was like, oh, I love you, of course, kind of thing you know.
3: Yeah,
1: I think for me it was probably April when my parents came out. And at that point I knew, I knew for a fact that I wanted her to be my wife because I went look, for, look went to look for rings. And I've never done that before, never even thought about it. And so I was holding on to this thing for like months because I knew she was fresh out of a relationship and I didn't want to overstep or push her away. But uh, yeah. it was like, you know what, I gotta do this. I can't be waiting around because of some other person.
3: Did you know she
1: was going to say I did, deep down in, in my heart. But then you always had that reservation in the back of your mind. What if she says no? What if she says no? Then I'm look like an idiot.
2: Well, you know, forget
1: about it. You got to jump out there. You, you do, know. I was going to say yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Bet on Black every time. <laughs> when I got to Japan, um, I went on a deployment. As soon as I got there, I wasn't there for three or four days and we were going on a deployment. And I knew that before I got there. And so uh, Brittany stayed home. She stayed here in L.A. And uh, I flew to Japan. And we were going on a deployment for a few months. And so the plan was her to come out to Japan in December of 2013. Mm -hmm. And the time that she was able to come out was the last possible week that she could fly Pregnant. because of pregnancy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, yeah, the last possible week that she could fly. And uh, when I got back, as soon as I got back from deployment, I wasn't I wasn't in our new apartment, but a week I had to get everything together, buy all this new stuff and everything. And then she flew out, and uh, in Japan, in Japan mm-hmm. yes. And uh, at that point, we hadn't lived with each other. We didn't really know each other like that. No. And it was just. you know we just went out for faith Mm -hmm. you know and saying okay we're gonna make this work because it's just me and you
3: yeah
1: you know there's no distractions there's no nobody to tell us what we're doing right or wrong we just we joined and and, you know she was six months pregnant at this time and, and then we had our baby girl in March of 2014 in Japan so that was a pretty cool experience too
2: And for me, it was just kind of like this whirlwind, like Mm. that whole year was like, I went from being single to being engaged, to being married, to being pregnant, to being in another country. So now I'm in my new apartment in Japan, pregnant, New husband. And I'm just like, what is my life right now? (laughs) What is my life right now? Like, what? Yeah. Woo! So it was a lot to take in for me. But it was a great experience um, just being able to have Harley in Japan and be being able to like raise her together. Just Mm -hmm. me and Tony just, you know, like like you said, babe, like with no distractions around Mm -hmm. us. It was just us, you know. So that was really cool. Yeah. The most challenging piece probably was just getting used to my new lifestyle. You know, just getting used to being a mother and a wife and just really trying to figure out what that all looked like, you know, because this was nothing that I prepared for. This is nothing that I really even really kind of thought was gonna happen so fast. So I had to adjust my mental, like I had to just like thinking right away, like, Mm -hmm. okay, I had to go from being single and fun in LA and hey, and you know, (laughs) doing my own thing to, okay, Brittany, you're gonna be a mom in a couple months. Mm You're a wife in a new country. You know, I had to pull it all in. so. That was probably the most challenging piece for me. Were um, scared? I wasn't scared. I was excited because I love to travel. So I was excited about traveling. And I was excited about our new journey together. Um, and Tony made me feel so safe. That was the, that was probably the best part of it all. Tony made me feel so comfortable. I didn't feel like I was in this foreign country with this foreign man, and he was doing these mean and ugly things to me, making me feel, you know, like, it was just, (laughs) he just made me feel so comfortable. He just like, cause I went from working and having my own money to depending on my husband. And at first, now that was like, for me, that was really, really like challenging because I was independent. I was making my own money. I wasn't depending on any man for anything. So, and at this time, it wasn't like, oh, he's your husband. It's not like he's any old man you're depending on. It's your husband. Well, I wasn't at that place yet because we had just got married. We wasn't even in a relationship. I wasn't on that level of trusting him, you know, with my livelihood, I guess you would say, you know, and so just me having to let go and trust that he's gonna provide for me the way I need, um, and the way that I like, you know. And I'm not gonna feel like I'm missing anything. That was my thing. I'm like, well, what if I need a cheeseburger? Do <laughs> so I gotta call my say, hey, can I can I eat a cheeseburger today? Can you drop me <laughs> off some money?
3: Uh, okay. I mean, it was
2: just oh kind of like God. I just didn't know how that dynamic was gonna work. Like, yeah. so how does it work? You know, I'm like. Yeah. When you're in a marriage or when you're depending on... I never had to depend on a man before. So, I I literally didn't know how that works. Yeah. So, um, Tony made it so easy. He broke me off. <laughs> yeah,
3: he broke <brought> me <laughs> off. <out.
2: laughs> <laughs> he made sure that I didn't feel like I was m- missing anything, you know? So, it wasn't like... Because I was going crazy thinking that I was going to have to have an allowance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... An allowance yeah. you know I'm like, who does that? But
1: hey it was yeah, it was weird. Man. You're talking about finances uh, definitely a challenge, right? I'm used to I'm, I was by myself. obviously I didn't have to provide for anybody. She was by herself, she didn't have to provide for anybody. At this point we have to put our heads together and I basically put our pride to the side and say, hey, we're family We one unit now. That's right. And what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. So we need to come together and make this work. So this was all new to us. I'm not a stingy person, so that made it easier for me. Just like, okay, you know, whatever you need, let's figure this out. So I think the most challenging part moving together was, it was a lot of pressure. As a man, it's like, okay, now I have a family I have to provide for, right? Um, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to mess this up. And I want to make sure that she's happy. You know, I don't want to be this stickler saying, oh, you know, you get $20 a week. Nah, that's crazy. Right. You know, whatever you need, you just get it. You know, we, we, we opened up a bank account together. That's your money too. As long as the bills are covered, you can do whatever you need. And, uh, and then that transpired to, uh, one of the biggest challenges we've had in our lives and uh and that was uh debt that mm. was the biggest challenge that we've that we've had and we have overcome it <laughs> and so uh we actually was in like over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt mm. about a year and a half ago
0: was that due to miscommunications was that
2: due
1: to just a tough time like how did that um <clears throat> The debt came because of uh, I don't I don't think it was a miscommunication. It was more of uh, uh, I guess selfish reasons and personal behavior. You know, buying stuff that we didn't necessarily need, uh, running up a credit card, stuff like that. Uh, just doing too much, and it came back and bit us in the butt. And the most uh, one of the things that happened is it was our second anniversary. 2015 uh, and Brittany's birthday is in August and so what I did was she has been talking about this Mercedes I went to the dealership, I bought this car for her and I took it to the dealership and surprised her with it on our anniversary so I told her this is your anniversary gift and your birthday gift and then maybe a few months later you know we're driving the car having a good time Uh, I sat down on the couch and we looked at each other We said, okay, so do we put gas in the car or do we eat? (laughs) Which one is it, right? (laughs) Well, we need to eat. Gotta eat. We gotta go to work. So something gotta happen. And at this point it was, uh, I sat down and I wrote, I wrote down how much money I'd spent on cars through my lifetime, right? I added it all up and it just it it almost knocked me to the floor because I didn't have anything to show for it. So at this point, we decided that we were gonna get out of debt. And we had to sell the Mercedes. And it was a brand new Mercedes. We only had it for like five months.
2: No. Four
1: months. Yeah. It was like four months. And that was like one of the hardest things for me as a man because I felt like I bought this gift from my wife and I had to take it from her. And she told me to sell it. She was like, go ahead and sell it. And it hurt her because she really, obviously it's a nice car. And uh, I took this car away from her. At least that's how I felt. So I felt guilty. I was like, wow, why did I do that? Why did I do that? And, uh, but at that point we started to, we got on the same page. We went to Financial Peace University uh, and we started our debt-free journey. And uh, last month we paid our last bill off. Debt free, baby. So, we're now debt free. It
3: took
1: a year. Year and a half. Year debt. and a half. Wow. And so, yeah, we sold a lot of stuff. We had to say no to a lot of things. We couldn't go out. We couldn't go out to eat. We couldn't go party. Uh, we did a budget. We still do a budget every single month. Yep. And is it tedious? Yes. But at this point, we have money left over. We're not paying two, $3,000 a month to pay off some freaking debt. You know, so... Uh, that was a <laughs> that was a strain
3: Initially, you know finances wasn't an issue for us, you know when we were living in Japan like Tony said he just kind of covered everything Don't worry about it when we got back to the states in 2015 um, That's when we bought the car when he bought the car for me That's when we had to really like kind of look at some things and that's when I told him because once he laid everything out I was like dang we you have spent a lot of money in cars and we don't have that BMW out there, we don't have anything out there, mm-hmm. right? So I told him I said, you know what, babe, sell the car because I'm not a materialistic person. I've never been like into like cars. Don't validate me. I always thought the Mercedes was a nice car, and he would hear me talk about that, and so he surprised me with that gift, and I thought it was an amazing gift, right? Um, but I told him I said, sell the car. I said, you think we should sell the car? Sell the car. And he was kind of like, you know, man, like I bought that car for you. I'm like, we're gonna get another car, yeah. you know? We're, we'll get a new car, and it, it'll probably be a Mercedes. But we'll be able to be in a more comfortable place. We'll have a fat savings account. We'll be actually building wealth, and that was our thing. Like we wanted to build wealth when we wanted to actually be wealthy and not look wealthy. Right. So that was our journey. So we started that journey of not looking like we had money, but actually having money you know and that felt good to me because i've never been the kind of person to fake anything or flaunt like i like i got it or whatever like that you know i'm a very authentic person and i like to live my life that way so that means selling the mercedes for right now just so that harley can have what she needs so that we can be set up you know and then we can get whatever car we want and pay cash if we want to it feel good and sleep at night
1: we didn't really have any arguments per se like we it wasn't like this big blow-up thing the tension was there because we were under stress the stress level yes. was kind of high you know because it's like dang man we can't even go to Chili's tonight and have a or go to Applebee's and have a two for twenty right now because our priority is to pay this debt off. So it sucked real bad. You know, we sit up and look at each other and just like, you know, it's it, it was tough. It was. I can't say it wasn't tough because yeah, it, it was stressful. It was very stressful.
2: Yeah. And Tony's a very like giving person, and for us not to go on a date or for him not to buy me flowers or for him not to buy me anything, you know, and my love language is gifts. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, it was kind of tough on me. You know, I was kind of sad sometimes mm-hmm. and Tony noticed it, but I didn't want to make it a big deal because I knew that we were doing it for a temporary, for a short amount of time. It was temporary. I just kept telling myself, Brittany, this is temporary. It's a short period of time. You know, your husband loves you. You know, he wants to give you the world. We're just kicking out. Two, $3,000 like every other week. Like we're just throwing chunks of money at this hundred, a hundred and five thousand dollars that we paid off in a year and a half. So, in order to do that, we had to, I had to say, okay, no dates, no red bones, no this, <laughs> no that, you know. And, and I just, it made me sad sometimes, but it was all worth it now.
1: I actually just graduated from uh, the Naval Postgraduate School with my master's degree in business. And so we were staying in Monterey, California. So I just got a job down here, excuse me, in Corona, California. So I'll be stationed there for two years. So it's considered shore duty for me, so I won't be on a ship, Uh, I'll be working, I just work at a normal like building or whatever. And uh, so I come home every day, which is cool. And our days are pretty busy. We do uh, bodybuilding together, so that takes up a lot of our time. So we train together and we eat all this crazy food together, <laughs> which is it's pretty simple, but it's boring. Yeah. But uh, we've both been on a journey to, to live a healthier lifestyle. And actually being out of debt has afforded us to, to be able to do that and uh so that's been pretty cool so we we stay pretty busy every day from me going to work early in the morning uh dropping our daughter off at, at uh at school Brittany going to work out and working and we i get off of work she picked me up we go to the gym together and train and then we go and pick harley up from school and then we do it all over again Fire
2: of a- dating Tony. I worked out just whenever. Plus, I was 20-something. So, in my 20s, I didn't really have to work out like that. Um, I cheered for a very long time through high school and college. So, I was pretty, you know, active, but as far as like loving to go to the gym every day, I hated going to the gym. I told Tony that. I was like, I just want to let you know, I love doing makeup and I hate going to the gym. (laughs) So that's that's just what it is. But um, I found this new love for working out. Right after I had Harley, I was determined to lose the baby weight. I was like, I'm not going to let this baby weight stay on me. First of all, I'm in a new marriage. I'm not going to do that to my husband. It's not fair to him. Um, and it's not fair to me. I wanted him to see the fine Britney. I didn't want him to see, you know, we got married and you got mommy Britney. Sorry. You got mommy Britney and you got mommy Britney body. So I wanted you know I wanted him to experience that, you know, nice little tight Britney too. So we started doing CrossFit together in Japan. So we started working out together there. And then um when we got back to the States, I kind of fell off. He started doing bodybuilding and that was at the time when we were really getting out of debt. So only one of us could do bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do bikini at that time, but I was like, you know what, go ahead. So he um, did his first competition um, while we were still in debt because that's pretty much all we could afford at that time. Mm-hmm. So after that, we were like, okay, now we're debt free. We can do it together. Yeah. So I was ready because i had gained some weight too so i was like i'm ready to get my body to the point where it's never been i was excited i'm 31 now i always told myself i want to look better in my 30s than i ever had time to look in my 20s i I just wanted i just want to be a Banging like 30, 40, 50, 60, everything, right? Yeah. Just like tight. So this gave me an opportunity to do that. And So we started doing it together, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I just I love the way I feel, I love the way my body looks, I love the confidence that it gives me. And we love working out together for the most part. Nice part. Well, now that I have a trainer, I love working out with Tony. Prior to me getting a trainer, I hated working out with Tony because Tony will kill you in the gym. <laughs> and I was certain that he was trying to kill me in the gym. I was like, he's nice, he's a good husband, but we get to the gym and this man's like, oh yeah, you need to go up and wait. I'm like, this is heavy, Tony. He's like, I know, and walk out. I'm like, yeah, that is, that's some other stuff right there. So I would, we would, get, we would butt heads the most in the gym yeah. because he will really push me past my limits pat to a point where I'm like, I can't do that. And he'll give me that look like he, he'll give me this look in the gym <laughs> that it's like, like really? You can't do that? Okay, cool. And it makes me feel like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> then I just go do it. But um, oh, now yeah, that I have like- a trainer, I feel more confident that she knows what I need. She gives me everything and then I give it to Tony and he shows me how to do it. So I'm just like, this is what I have to do. But now I've kind of let my guard down. Now I let him, sometimes he write my plans and we do the whole thing. I, I totally trust him in the gym now. And it's a lot smoother transition yeah. nowadays.
1: Most important thing I've learned since being married is the support that we need to give one another right because it's two dynamics i'm in the navy which requires me to be gone a lot the support and trust has to be there and she's a celebrity makeup artist so like right now she travels what she travels more than i've traveled and so the support and trust has to be there for her and anytime she has something going on i'm there i'm i'm helping whatever i need to do you know i'm I'm the dad, so of course I keep my own child. So I don't babysit my own child, you know what I mean? But she don't have to worry about that when she's gone for work. I take care of my daughter. You know, I make sure she's fed, make sure she's bad, make sure she goes to school, everything, we play everything. Uh, But yeah, just the support that we we have to develop from one another, because it's not about me. It's not just about her, it's about us. It's about the team. And uh, if we don't support one another, then it's like, me against you and what is that that's not a marriage that's a i don't know what that is that's like a friendship uh bitter friendship you know so uh i think for me that's that's probably the most important thing that i've learned is to be able to support one another and uh trust the trust level has to be
2: yeah on point yeah i think definitely um For me, I would have to say, yeah, trust and patience. I had to really just be patient with the fact that, okay, and just trust the process because a lot was happening and a lot has happened and our lives transition so often, like every 18 months Mm -hmm. since we've been married there has been a lot of transition. And I have learned to just be patient and just try to live in the moment and not try to figure everything out because I'm the kind of person where I wanna like put everything into place and kind of figure everything out. And so I just really had to go to God and ask God for that patience and I had to pray. And what I really appreciate about Tony is that he prays for me. And so one day, do you mind if I tell you? (laughs) Okay, so when we got to Corona, I was feeling super overwhelmed. I don't know, this was in January of this year, of January 2017. So I was just feeling super overwhelmed. Um, I was feeling a lot of anxiety about my job picking up because I'm a freelance makeup artist. So, you know, I have to pretty much wait to see who's going to call me, what agency, what this and that, right? And so I was kind of freaking out about am I gonna be working because I'm an entrepreneur? What's gonna go, what's happening? I had gained some weight. Um, We are in a new city. It was just a lot going on in my life at that time, in my head. And I kinda like, I guess I was showing that and Tony could see that. And um, I told him, I was like, Tony, I'm not feeling okay emotionally. You know, Um, I don't know if it's my birth control. I don't know what's going on with me. But emotionally, I am sad today. And he looked at me and he was so sad that I was sad. And that night, he dropped down on the side of the bed and started praying for me. And that just made me feel so good because I'm like, man, like right in that moment, he just Went to went into prayer for me in that moment of like I needed that so bad. And then one day I went into my office and I read a a prayer that he wrote for me, and it was like a love letter. The prayer was like a love letter, like he was writing it to God, obviously. And he was praying to me, but it was like a love letter. And I read it, and I was like, I couldn't help but to call him and thank him for praying for me the way that he did, you know? And that's what I need the most from him. And I'm just so happy that you pray for me the way that you do because in that support that I have, and I pray for him too, of course. Mm-hmm. So patience for me, and I'm just praying to God for patience through my transition and everything and transitioning from Carmel to Monterey. And then I like to think forward a lot, which God has to bring me back. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about our next transition, which is in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be going to Rhode Island. I'm already thinking about, okay, so where am I going to work? What am I going to do? Da, 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 right? And what, I'm already trying to put things in place. But now I've learned to just be patient and allow God to work everything out because he has. He, he's already, he's proving himself. So Absolutely. to me, that's like what I've learned the most.
1: I actually wrote the prayer in 2015 oh, yeah. so I put the date at the top of it but it was basically uh like we, we like to we like to come together and just ask each other hey uh you know what what can I work on you know personally and so it was some of the things that she talked to me about and so I put it in a prayer and I don't remember it right off top but but uh uh, you know, I sat down and I just talked to God, and I just wrote it out, and I, I prayed for her to be the woman of God that He wants her to be. I pray for her patience to be the wife that she uh, that He needs her to be, uh, the mother, the career that she desires, and uh, just the the love and, to, and the support that I support her enough, you know. And I also pray that I can be, I guess, more pac- more patient with her transition and everything. And so that that's kind of the sum it all up. But it was like, I don't know, I think I felt like uh, Shakespeare at the time. Yeah,
2: uh, you was I right. Never, yeah.
1: I never wrote like a poem or anything, but it, it, I think it was pretty cool. I just happened to have it sitting out and she read it. And uh, yeah, it was 2015 when I wrote that for her. And it just seemed like it applied to that. To that time yeah. of uh challenge that she had
2: i need to read that prayer so, at that time.
1: and we pray with one another every single day yeah like before we go about our day uh before we she drops me off at work we all three pray together hold hands we pray together and that's like a ritual that we do it's part of our routine every day and it helps it helps a lot
2: yeah so. to protect each other because you know There's so much. I understand that there is a lot out there and we often talk about us being in different locations. There are going to be certain challenges that we're going to have to face. And it's important for me as a wife to cover him, you know, and I have to go into prayer for him because I know that he's going to meet all these different people and I have to make sure that he is protected, you know, and so He's my protector and I'm his protector. So I make sure I go into prayer for him. And then, you know, I'll just, I feel sometimes like I want to be a one, you know? So I'm like, Tony, we're friends first. We always say we're friends first. That's the one thing that I always loved about our relationship is that we were always honest. And I told him, I was like, Don't ever take that away from us because that's the one thing that I love about us. Like, even if we're brutally honest, even if it hurts, we always say, if you got to hurt me, me hurt hurt me. me. (laughs) Like, just hurt me. Like, let's just tell each other because no matter what, we can get through it together. So we've told each other some very hard stuff that could have possibly hurt one another. But we got through it and it actually didn't hurt all that bad because yeah. we were honest yeah and he's my friend and i love him and i'm like i got you yeah i'm gonna pray for you on that Yeah, from not from a wife standpoint but from a friend standpoint because yeah. i want you to succeed as a husband yeah. i want to see you succeed as a person as an individual it's important for me for, to me, for you to succeed in every area of your life. Like, I want to see you be the best you could possibly be. And without me praying for you to be that man, like who else, I was chosen to do that. I'ma do that, you know? So. And
1: just to give you an example real quick, the friendship thing. So it was a time uh, I was in school and I felt tempted, right? And as a man, I'm like, okay, I can get through this. You know, seeing beautiful women everywhere, right? And I just felt, you know, I just felt this uh, this pressure. You know, my heart started beating fast. These attractive women everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, man. So I let it go on for a few weeks. And then I finally came to Brittany, And uh, I said, you know, I don't want you to... I had this preconception in my head that she was going to judge me. She gave me no reason to feel that way. But me, I'm like, you know, I can handle this. You know, I can get over this temptation. And so I finally opened up to her and I say, hey, I feel like I'm about to fall. I feel like I'm about to slip. And And she just started asking me questions. And she wasn't probing or it wasn't like, well, who is this chick? Blah, blah, blah. Who are these girls? It wasn't nothing like that. She made me feel at ease. And it's like, you can come to me and tell me when you're having issues. You can come to me." And at that point, my guards were let down and that was another thing I learned about her. That, wow, I don't know why I had this thought in my head, maybe because of, you know, what I've seen in the past type of thing. Like, man, I don't want to go to her and tell her that. She to chop my head off, you know? So, and it, she just, she made everything okay. And she prayed for me. And she said, if you ever have an issue, you can always come to me. I am your friend first. And at that point I was like, you know what? You're right. Can't mm-hmm. nothing come between this. And so, at that point, you know, if I ever felt tempted, I would tell her, I, I, felt, I felt weak today, man. Or I would call her, hey, I'm feeling weak right now.
2: And I'm praying. <laughs> so, I'm praying.
1: You know, so, you know, it, it's, it, we have that understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so, that's pretty Because cool.
2: temptation is real. And, and you know what? I know that it's not about me. And I had to take myself out of it and say, you know, instead of me saying, well, who is she? And how does she look? And where did you, are you talking to? So at that point, as a woman, what you're doing, you're sizing yourself up to that woman mm-hmm. to see what's so special about her or what's so different about her that you like her when that is not even the situation. The issue is the fight or the battle is not between you or that woman or him and that woman. It's the enemy coming in between A union, which is a marriage, you know, and I understand that. So I know that the battle is not with me. So I go right in and I intercede for my husband where he needs, because it's not because I'm not cute. It's not because I'm not thin or fly or this or that. It's not because he doesn't love me. It's not about me, you know? And so I immediately turn to God and say, this is what my husband needs. This is what's going on, I don't internalize it, I don't make it about me, no, that's not the time. The time is to get in there and pray.